Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hi, as everyone knows, student loan debt is a huge topic in the news these days. And it's a big issue for many young people and, you know, not so young people. That's why I want to tell you about Credible. Credible.com is an online marketplace to get you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. It can help you get out of student loan debt. It's a great system. Trust me, and you can consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, get serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given some awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 different lenders. Checking rates doesn't impact your credit. They're so confident they have the best rates that they'll give you $200 if you refinance your student loans with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data. You won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Trust me, Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. Fill in a couple pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving. Broadcasting from the site of Super Bowl 54 in Miami, this is Dan Ah, uh, it's a Tuesday here in Miami. The fog has rolled in. If you're watching, we do not have a fog machine. Uh, maybe it's a marine layer that's rolled in here, but it'll burn off, as they always say. It'll burn off. Yeah. But uh, Tuesday here, glad to have you on board, whether you're watching or you're listening or doing both. Uh, you can watch on Audience Channel 239 Direct TV and also VR Live. Say good morning to our great radio affiliates around the country. Seton Pauli, Fritzie McLovin, yours truly here. Got a great guest list. Michael Wilbon from Pardon the Interruption. Rich Eisen from the NFL Network. The bus, Jerome Bettis. Deion Sanders will stop by. And our good friend Sean Salisbury will join us coming up in a little bit. Super Bowl media night is a tradition that may have outlived its usefulness, or at least it serves as a very different function than it used to. The league calls this opening night. They sell tickets to it. And it's a little bit different. It's a chance for the outside media to have access to these players and coaches that they wouldn't normally have. Uh, There's more media than uh, you would expect covering a Super Bowl. You could almost fill the stadium with everybody that was in there last night. And the players film the media, filming them with their cell phones, and the whole thing becomes one being in a big Instagram post. There were some moments last night. Richard Sherman's always entertaining, and uh, he talked about Kobe Bryant. A lot of players, that was the theme last night. A lot of the questions were Kobe-related, Kobe-themed, and Richard Sherman talked about his Kobe Bryant moment when he got injured. I guess the biggest mom's mentality moment of my career was getting up from a torn Achilles and walking off the field. I saw him do it. You know, I saw him make two free throws and, and walk off with a torn Achilles. And once I tore mine, I knew I had to walk off. You know, I knew, I knew, like, like you said before, we're different animals, but same beast. Like, we, we got a lot, we built up a lot of the same stuff, and I, I had to be able to walk that off. And you have to understand, a lot of these players are in their 20s and 30s, so they didn't have Jordan. They had Kobe. And Kobe was their Jordan. But that was the theme last night. And uh, a lot of these players had a lot of nice things to say about Kobe Bryant. By the way, I got back to my hotel after dinner last night. And I turned on the mothership. And they were replaying Kobe's 60-point game, his last game ever. I watched the whole thing. And I knew what the outcome was going to be. And I was still entertained. I, I was just fascinated that Mike Tirico and Hubie Brown were doing it. And Mike at one point goes... We're not sure how many minutes he's going to play. They're talking about maybe 32. Uh, He might play 36. I'm thinking, 
Kobe's going to play as long. I'm saying this to the TV. I'm telling Mike Tirico, Mike, he's going to play as much as he needs to. And then Mike at one point goes, he might get 40. I go, no, Mike, he's getting 60. <laughs> like I'm, I'm in the crowd there talking to Tirico. But I thought it was wonderful that ESPN replayed that. And you just see how important it was that Kobe still was competing. There was a moment where he pushes Gordon Hayward out of the way. There's 18 seconds to go, and he nudges Gordon Hayward as if he's got a championship on the line there. And, he, I mean, he went down swinging. He went down fighting. He went down shooting. And uh, it, it was fun. It was just fun to relive that because yesterday was such a heavy show. And once again, my thanks to certainly Jerry West. I mean, you can hear it. It's gut-wrenching. I mean, it, it tore his soul apart yesterday. And he, when he says, you know, I lost my brother in the Korean War, and he was, I think, a teenager at the time, and he said losing Kobe was the same thing. It's that same feeling. And then you start to wonder about fate and faith. And uh, just to hear that. And then Reggie Miller, who demanded that he was on yesterday, he's normally on on Tuesday, and he said, no, I'm on, I'm on Monday. I have to be on Monday. And he wanted to celebrate him. So my thanks to those people, certainly yesterday, to be able to give us uh, their thoughts on Kobe. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, Mario might answer the phones. I don't know. Might not. Uh, if you want to tweet, if you want to email, Mario might get to those. He might not. Who knows? We're not there to monitoring. So him and two-a-days, they might be snacking on something. They might not even be listening right now. But uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter, handle at dpshow. We did not have a poll question yesterday. I just didn't feel like it was appropriate given sort of the feel of that show. But we will today, McLovin. You promised me a poll question. Yes. So I have some Philip Rivers options. But first, I have a question off opening night. It's a two-part question. Okay. Uh, who would you want to have a beer with of these four players? Right. And second part, who would you want to interview most? And I'm going to give you the two quarterbacks, Jimmy G and Mahomes, and the two tight ends, Kelsey and Kittle. Who interests you out of that group? Because those were the big stars. Wait, am I having beers with them? First, who would you have beers with? And second, who would you really want to sit do it like a, a long-form interview with, really sit down with? Uh, it'd be Kittle or Kelsey having beers, definitely. And it might be Kittle because I think he's a little wackier. Kelsey's wacky, too. Um, certainly with what he did to Jim Nance on the podium after they won the AFC title. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go Kittle because I hear a lot of fun things about him. We had him on, and he's certainly interesting. I'd probably have beers with Garoppolo because I feel like I need to loosen him up a little bit, and then he maybe tells me some Brady stories. You know, then 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 we have some something. Then we have content there. It feels like Mahomes might be Mahomes, whether he had a beer or not. Whereas I think Jimmy G needs to loosen up a little bit, and then he'd probably dish a little bit for me. I felt like you were already a good interview with Mahomes when we had him on. Was it in college we had him on? Yeah. It seemed like he knew you and was already relaxed. It's, so I'm not sure there's more layers there. Well, you know, he grew up in, in an environment where, you know, his dad was a pro baseball player, and he was a round athlete. So he he was already acclimated to what this world was going to be. And that's why when people are saying, oh, do you think uh, the moment's too big for Patrick Mahomes? No, not, not at all. I, I never – when I watch him play, I don't look at him and go, he's been in the league three years. I, it feels like he is more mature and older. Jimmy G, he's been in the league longer. He just hasn't had these moments yet. And we're going to find out just how good both – somebody is going down in history of these two quarterbacks. And who would have thought if I said three years ago, coming into the draft – Either Mahomes or Garoppolo, who's, you know, with the Patriots getting traded to the Niners, 
One of these two is going to quarterback a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, Paul. It's very weird to see Mahomes now compared to two years ago on this day because last night he had the biggest crowd around him. Honestly, 200 media people, everyone was there to see Mahomes. Two years ago on this date, Andrew and I were at the media center, which was at the mall in Minnesota. It was the day that they traded uh, Alex Smith. And we ran into Mahomes doing radio interviews, and nobody was bothering him. Well, by the way, we had Alex Smith on. That day. And I said, like, do you know where you're going to be playing next year? And, like, he, hours later he got traded. But I, we thought that he knew something. And I was told that he probably knew something. I'm asking him, and then he goes, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And then all of a sudden it's like, Alex Smith goes to the Redskins. I go, he knew. He had to know when he was there with us. Yeah, Paul. So, so two years ago, Mahomes is standing next to like a Cinnabon at the mall <laughs> of America looking for the media center. And he goes, hey, guys. And he waves to us because he saw he was on the show. And uh, he goes, you know where I go? And we're pointing him. He goes, he goes, hey, I got some new shoes. I, I, I spent like 200 bucks on these shoes. I wanted to look good. I'm like, like hey, cool. And, and, uh, and, and two years now, he's the biggest athlete in America, or one of the biggest. Yes, McLove. Remember, I talked trash to Alex Smith. I'm like, he doesn't seem that mad. But turned out he had agreed to $75 million that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McLovin was talking about Philip Rivers. Uh, Jay Glazer reported that the Chargers have moved on from Philip Rivers. Don't you think Philip Rivers has moved on from the Chargers? He moved his family from California to Florida. That sounds like you literally moved on from the Chargers. I know that we're going to spin it like the Chargers have moved on from Philip Rivers. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's a mutual parting there. Um, I think it's a smart move. I told you all along that Philip Rivers was not going to be back with the Chargers. I just felt like this, this had played out and they'd gone as far as they could. Wonderful career. Maybe he plays one more year in Tampa. Maybe... You know, Bruce Arian says, instead of Jameis Winston, let me bring in Phillip Rivers. Uh, the Chargers have the number six pick. That's a team that's still ready to win now. And I don't know if you go, let's bring in another quarterback here. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert. You're not ready to win with Justin Herbert right now. And that's that's the interesting part here. Tyrod Taylor is the backup quarterback. Can you keep Tyrod Taylor and have him as your starting quarterback? What if you brought in Marcus Mariota? I think that Anthony Lynn, the head coach, is on record as saying they want a mobile quarterback there. And, you know, maybe he's going with the trend of Lamar Jackson. Maybe you get, you know, Marcus Mariota and you give him another chance here with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, McClellan. I mean, is Cam Newton still a mobile quarterback? That's a big question. And is he going to be on the market? Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. it, it feels like there's there's a few more teams now in the market for quarterbacks. Uh, and I feel like Carolina is going to be, and I'd heard that midseason that – Whoever they had on the roster was not going to be their starting quarterback this upcoming season. Yeah, McLevin. Feels like they're more free agent quarterbacks than teams, though. Like, what if yeah. the Dolphins stick with Fitzpatrick and draft someone, and the Bears are going to stick with Trubisky? You have the Charger. I mean, how many landing spots? You got Dalton out there. You got Mariota out there. You got all these guys. Brady, Breeze. I, I don't know. Dak. Is, are these guys really going to free agency? I don't think Dak is. No, 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 I don't. I don't think so. Yes, no, Paul. Uh, the Chargers have the sixth pick in the draft, and a month ago that seemed like a really nice place to easily get Justin Herbert. But you look at the three spot is Detroit, the four spot is the Giants. One of those teams could easily trade back to three or four spots with Carolina, and that's a very tenuous spot right now for the quarterback position. But I don't know who can start right away. Joe Burrow will start right away if you get rid of Andy Dalton. Um, and then you start to look at Tua. Is Tua going to start? I can't see Tua being a starter right away. Just trying to come back from what he's come back from. And then you make that transition to the NFL. Um, 
Who's my guy, uh, Love? Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Uh, he's very raw. I, know, I mean, but, terrible I know, numbers. But yeah. he's one of those. Now, I watched him twice play a full game. And I, I kept waiting to see what I'm – I did the same thing with Justin Herbert. I was like, okay, let me, let me see the greatness. I only saw him great in the bowl game when he ran for three touchdowns. That's not exactly what I want for my quarterback. It's nice to have that, but I need to see if he can make big-time passes. Love is a guy who's moving up a little bit. And every, this happens every draft. One or two quarterbacks, they start to move up a little bit. Yeah, McLovin. I read a good comp, uh, Josh Allen at Wyoming for Jordan Love. Okay. Not productive, bad numbers, but the team stunk. I guess they lost all their receivers, yeah. and uh, and he's you know he can run a little bit like Allen, so and he's got a great arm. Uh, but we had a Wait, does he have a cannon for an arm? I, I mean, he's literally? Got, I was, he literally has wow. a cannon for an arm. It's wild. weird, though, when he walks around. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get a jacket on that. Going through security must yeah. be a pain. Man, he's got a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh, have you ever – Josh Allen has attached – Josh Allen, who has a great arm, is attached to his last name. But with the Philip Rivers poll we want to do is <laughs> when you think of Philip Rivers, what comes to mind? And we went around the room, prolific passer – Never been to a Super Bowl, trash talking, does not curse, or wears a bolo tie. Which is the one lasting thing that Phil Rivers? I'm going to go a uh, whole lot of kids in a minivan. Yeah, oh, right, the kids. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I it. I think we got. I mean, you know, you, it's always about the kids. You let the kids off of this. Kids in a minivan. You're right, the kids is number one. We've had two kids since the show started. Hey, Todd, how are you? What do you have? Where's the constant whining on that list? We got all the other ones. Uh, uh, here we go. Well, the Broncos could use a bridge quarterback. Yeah. Lock is, uh, they, what if they sign Rivers? Will you like him then? I want to know if Philip Rivers had to tell the Chargers he was moving. Is it any of their business after all those years? Could he just pick up and leave and just you know let them find out on their own the Chargers? Or, by the way, I'm like 3,000 miles away from uh, L.A. right now. You didn't buy that jacket, right? I did not, but I would have. Okay. Is this too bright? Uh, a little loud, but Miami is loud. That's like very that. subtle. It, it's, a, it's a Dolphins Aqua. But everything's like turquoise and pink, right? It's yeah. all, all Miami Vice, Crockett Tubbs, yeah. throwback. Yeah. Miami Crockett Heat now? Tubbs never wore that jacket. No. Probably not. No. But right, with Miami Heat, they changed their jerseys and the logos on the court and everything. Everything is like the whole turquoise pink thing. Yeah. They yeah. look totally different than they did in past years. Yeah. They look like, like an expansion team. Looks good, Thanks. Looks good on you. I mean, not on anybody else, but it looks good on you. I you here for the big game? You look enough like a tourist. Yeah, hey, yeah. when did you get in town? Yeah. Having Sabaro <laughs> and uh, Shake Shack. There are so many great restaurants down here. There, there's so many great restaurants. And we pick out where we know Todd's going. Sabaro. Shake Shack, Hagen-Dazs. Subway, Hagen Dazs. I was looking for a Jersey Mike and I had to settle for Subway. That is the point. There's no comparison. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. You I walked good. down Lincoln Road with the whole the whole mall thing there. I yeah. got my daughter a little Miami Beach surfs up or whatever sweat outfit. So hopefully she'll uh, she'll wear that. I had a nice afternoon. There's nothing better than getting a shirt from your dad from somewhere where you didn't go. Miami Beach, so she could wear. How was it? I got yeah. a really good deal on it too. It was like some kind of matching sweatpants with the top and the hoodie. They combo. must. You're the you're the ideal customer for some of those stores. You are. They see you and they go, oh boy. I think they thought I was going to steal something because I spent a lot of time and I was taking pictures of different shirts. I didn't know what to wear, what to buy, or what colors she might like. So I'm sending texts to my wife asking which one of these I should get for my daughter. And she's she's teaching at the time. It was the middle of the day, so I'm waiting to hear back. And one of the store managers is kind of looking at me like, and I got my duffel bag with me because I came straight from uh, the studio with my laptop. They thought I was going to probably shove something in the bag and run out of there. By the way, 
The Danips are going fishing today. What could go wrong? Deep sea fishing. Is it a three-hour cruise, Gilligan? Like, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> Who's going on the fishing trip today? Paulie, Seaton, McCarran? yeah. Toddler? I was going to go, then I had found out, well, there's two concerns. One is not having self-service in the middle of the ocean while obsessing about the guest list. And two, which is even more important wait, than wait, that. Wait, wait, The guest list is set. Yeah, but we're still trying to get a couple of last-minute A-listers or stuff like that. And then if someone cancels or the time has to move, I don't want to find out about that several hours. Right. Secondly, there was some kind of bathroom issue, not to get personal about the whole Crohn's disease thing. But I've talked about it many times on the show, so yeah. not, it's public knowledge. And there, I think at least one of the two boats doesn't have a bathroom, and the other one didn't sound like something that would be very comfortable to be uh, going in. And the thought of being in the middle of the water with no cell service and no access to a restroom... <laughs> No matter how many emodium I take, shout out to emodium, which works very well. It's just not a good idea for if we do it. Thank you, Todd. For everyone involved. Yes. Oh, so you're doing everybody else a favor by not doing it. I kind of am. Okay. You know, he kind of is. Okay. I'm not going to do anything exciting walking the streets of Miami buying, like, hats and shirts for my family. That's not Yeah, you got, you, got, you got a date with Sparrow. I really do. Yeah. The, the ziti is very good. <laughs> everyone thinks it's just pizza, but they got ziti and there's like a Caesar salad. There's, if you've been to a mall, got, there's other things there on the menu. Not just pizza. Yes, Paul. We were going to shoot video out on the boat, and we were thinking if Todd was out there, it would be... Open water for no commode. <laughs> it's a problem. I addressed that the second I got that email, but hey, we're going on this boat ride. I'm like, wait a second. I gotta find out what are the amenities there and stuff like that. If we threw you out there, threw you overboard, like chum. I can doggy paddle for about 10 to 15 seconds, and I would ultimately drown. Yeah, McLevin. The book would be called Odd Man in the Sea. I'm trying to oh, work yeah. it right. Old yeah. Man in the I'm Sea? I'm with an yeah. Andrew. I like it. Mm. And the cover would be a guy squatting over the side of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which terrible. would be good content, but then you have to blur things out and everything. And for the radio audience, they're not going to yeah, I, I knew I took it a little too far. Let's take a break here. How about that? By the way, this program, and we got a great studio audience. Once again, thank you for the uh, folks showing up here in Miami. It does look like we have a fog machine in here. It does look like we're doing a music video or something. Oh, by the way, we have uh, new art here. R.C., our street artist, who did the Michael Irvin painting yesterday, did Don Shula, and, boy, he's a wonderful artist. So uh, every day this week we will have a uh, new sports figure, a, Mi a Miami-based iconic sports figure, and today it's the great Don Shula. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Make 2020 a year you'll remember for the right reasons. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com. Promo code Patrick. LegalZoom where life meets legal. We'll talk to Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback. He'll join us coming up next year at the Man Cave in Miami. Dan Patrick Show. Everyone knows that hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. And growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. I'm talking about ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And the technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting your job to ZipRecruiter, you'll be amazed by how many great candidates you get almost immediately. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. 
Lakers-Clippers game scheduled for tonight has been postponed. And it's certainly understandable because the Lakers said, "Let's we need time before we're going to have a game and we're going to celebrate, you know, Kobe Bryant. This isn't a you know free T-shirt night at Staples. This is something. This is a big deal. This is a big moment for that organization, for that city. And uh, the NBA said yes, so they're going to postpone that game tonight. Get a couple phone calls. We'll bring in uh, Sean Salisbury. I have an update on where I think Philip Rivers is going to end up. I'll, I'll let you guys guess. The Philip Rivers, where is he going to end up game? Yes. Nobody else is playing this, even in the Philip Rivers household right now. But we are. And I just heard from a source who's listening to the program. And you guys want to go around the room. Where you think Philip? Do we have music for where do you think Philip Rivers will end up? <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's our official. Where will Philip Rivers end up? McLovin, I'm going to start. Oh, I'll take uh, Carolina going back to NC State. Carolina. Todd Fritz. I think Jameis Winston is going to be soon kicked to the curb, and he's in Florida. Here come the Bucks with Bill Rivers. Seton O'Connor. Right here in this very city, you're Miami Dolphins. Okay. And Paul Yester. Fritzy, grab I'm going to stay with it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The answer is the Indianapolis Colts. Sizzling. What? Yep. That makes so much sense now that you say it, right? I, I, <laughs> no, does it really? Why, do, well, why, do, why does it make sense that I said because I said it now? But not I would have like never three I minutes ago. I never would have thought of it. But now that you say it, like, yeah, that's a great fit. They're a team ready to win, and they don't trust their quarterback. Yeah, I got a text hearing Philip Rivers to Indy, and my response was, "Whoa!" But I that I, is so good. I mean, we didn't know if Jacoby Brissett. They said they weren't sold on Jacoby Brissett. But if I bring in Philip Rivers. Two-year deal, and you know Jacoby Brissett has a two-year deal. Is Philip Rivers that much of an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett? I guess the outward appearance would be yes. Now I've been a Brissett fan. Um, you know, to leave the Patriots and then go in there, and there was some, there was some time there where he made people forget about Andrew Luck retiring. That he actually played pretty well, but. Uh, yeah, just got that word that uh, that's a, a source, a source close to me tells me that Philip Rivers, that might be the landing spot with the Colts. All righty, we'll get to phone calls here. Did we settle on a poll question, McClub? I actually put up, if you were the Chargers, would you prioritize signing a big free agent or drafting a quarterback? So the question is, if you're the Chargers, do you want to tear down or do you want to try and milk out a, a playoff run with a veteran quarterback? All right, let me bring in uh, Sean Salisbury. During his long NFL career, our following guest was so good he got to play for the Seahawks and the Colts and the Vikings and the Chargers and the Oilers. And I could keep going on and on, but I don't have that much time. He also won a championship. And no, not the Super Bowl, a Grey Cup. Close enough. It's my honor to introduce a man who can't even walk down the streets of Winnipeg this day without being mobbed, our good friend, Sean Salisbury. Salisbury. What's up, brother? Sean brought one good knee with him. He's playing hurt. Had a little uh, replacement surgery there. Yeah, total knee replacement. I'm good to be on with you guys. How did you get hurt? Clipboard. <laughs> did something happen on the sidelines? <laughs> I'll tell you, the walk from the sidelines on the turf to get to the locker room is a bear. Uh, the I-Team has a report on Sean Salisbury's knee injury. Dan, our sources say that Sean Salisbury injured his knee playing ping pong. I would, I, that's the word on the street. 
You know, when I was in Austin with my, my son Dodge, and this is about, I'm about 11 weeks in with this surgery. And about six weeks in, I'm in Austin, and there's this really great restaurant bar, brand new, that has like 10,000 ping pong balls. You grab a ping pong table and play. And so we're playing, and in the middle of it, he hits one of those little drop shots to the side that you got to go forehand. Then he hits another one, I backhand, I get to him both. He catches the ball on the way back, and, and I hit it back, and he stops, and he goes, Man, Pops, I haven't seen you do that in about 25 years. So the reaction time is back. Oh, wow. The reaction wow. time is back. Are you better right now than Philip Rivers is right now? <laughs> is your arm stronger than Philip Rivers right now? Maybe. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and I, but, but I move about like Philip does. Yeah. So, Petter, you know what? Going to the Colts, though, you guys mentioned. Yeah. The reason why that's perfect for him is they got a good roster, an offensive line. He didn't have to move out of the hula hoop, so it makes sense. Veteran coach understands veteran players and Frank Reich. I actually think it makes perfect sense for the Colts on a roster that can protect him. He can't move though. All right, but what do you do with the Chargers if you got the number six pick and you know are you putting Tyrod Taylor in there and, and maybe you draft one of these younger players? He's one of the perfect backups and he's been like that Steve DeBerg bridge guy. It seems like every year they go get somebody else right wherever he is. I'll tell you what. Let's just say the Patriots pry, or the, the Chargers pry Tom Brady from the Patriots. He decides, I'm going to go sign a two-year deal with the Chargers. Roster, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, good line, strong defense, pass rushers, chance to win, get to play against the Mahomes of the world. And then you can still draft the quarterback. Why not? Why not? Why not have the, the Herbert or two, whoever's there, and then start Tom Brady. You know what you get. You know, like like Philip Rivers, where he's going to be, but you also know his arm still he's still got 90 in his fastball, and you give him players and a better offense. If you're really looking into it, and we're going to start, you know, creating conspiracy theories, isn't that the best place for Brady if he leaves the Patriots? If he has the, you know, the wherewithal to leave, or if they let him get out of the building? Yeah, I'm just wondering if Brady truly wants to go back to the Patriots. Robert Kraft says the Patriots want him back. Right. Then why won't this happen? And McDaniels is still there. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, no, I, I personally, I, I don't think he's leaving. But there's that temptation when you look at the offensive roster for the Patriots. And Tom, early in his career and in the middle of his career, well, quite frankly, up until he's about 40 or 41, could take guys that were average a five and make them a seven, Dan. And I think we saw for the first time, and I think Brady's the GOAT, and I don't even think it's a question. And I still think he can play. I still think he can win a championship. I think he's that smart and that good. But it's to the point now, it's like when you're being raised by your family and then it gets to the point when they're like 80 and you got to take care of your parents, it switches. Tom's been taking care of a roster of, there's been great players, but there's been some where he's had to turn a guy we've never heard of who played lacrosse into a really good player. Now it's time that they give him a bunch of players. And imagine right now if you're Brady, Brady's not playing to finish third in the division. Why would he? He's playing to win. And so with that roster, if they can promise and they're going to go out and get three receivers and compete, that's one thing. But their, their offense was putrid this year. And I can understand the temptation for Brady to want to stay and play his whole career there, but also the temptation to say, let me make one more run at it if the Patriots aren't going to fill a roster offensively. They've got to find players that can help him. It's that stage right now. I think we put too much blame on Brady this year, not enough on Belichick. As much as we want to give credit when they win, when it comes to blame, it feels like the blame goes towards Brady more than it does Belichick. Did he draft the right guys? Did they did they prepare for Gronk not playing? Um, you know, it was a makeshift offensive line. I thought they should have gone after Emmanuel Sanders. Agreed. I, I, I thought that, that at the time I said the Patriots need him more than anybody does. 
But I don't know if that would have been enough for this team. But um, I, I don't know if Belichick did a great job with that offensive roster. Wasn't his best job. And here's what's funny, guys. We're saying this: they're twelve and four, right? Yeah. They were able with defense and you know piece and things together. And I bet you, if you talk to Belichick, Bill would tell you in private that he didn't do his best job. But he's going to move on to it and think in 2020. And here's what's interesting about that, Dan. I, I think that. You get so spoiled with success, and you say, oh, that guy's been so great. We've been able – games that we saw this year that were within a touchdown, and you say, it's no problem. It's the final drive. Tom's going to – he's gonna, it's like Mikey in the live serial commercial, right? He's going to bail us out. Let's get him to do it. They couldn't do it. The guy couldn't separate. Tom maybe didn't hit the window that he wanted to this year, and Tom will probably tell you he didn't have they his best They lost season. to the Dolphins yes, at home. Exactly. And they lost back-to-back back back games at a time at yes. home. We never see that, so – yeah, I think it got to the point, and when you get too late into the season, Dan, as you know this, they, there's nothing you can do. But they did. They missed out on personnel. And I think they said, Brady, you're so good and have been so great for so long that you'll bail us out. And it didn't happen this year. And even though 12-4 and four was an ugly offensive 12-4, and four, if they don't make offensive changes, the rest of the league's catching them. You see how good these Chiefs are offensively in the AFC. Josh Allen's bills are getting better. They need to put players around, Tom. And I still think if you got the right mix – Tom Brady's still good enough to win. Go ahead and tell him he's not, and he'll battle you till the end. Sean Salisbury joining us, who, of course, is the host of uh, Sports Talk 790 in Houston, former NFL quarterback. Um, you, it's, this question with the Super Bowl has always come down to this. You know, Mahomes is considered to be a whole lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Niners are a better team than Kansas City. Great. I just – the Niners don't have a Tyreek Hill. They have a Kittle to match Kelsey – their offensive line, their running game, their defense is better than Kansas City. This comes down to Patrick Mahomes is the reason why the Chiefs are favored in this Super Bowl. Can Jimmy Garoppolo come from 10 points down in the fourth quarter to win this game on Sunday? If if he needs to. They may not even need it. Yeah, you, you, I think you hit my limit with the 10 points. If this is one where the track meet becomes, it's 21 to 3, it's different. Dan, don't you feel like when you're watching the, the, the 49ers now that you're going two and a half decades back tight ends, Kittle, run the, the, the receiver on a on a motion, fake jet sweep, and then fake bootleg old Tom Rathman, get him to the flat. I mean, I feel like I'm watching Kyle's dad coach, and even, even before, they're so old school and so physical. Down 10 points in the middle of the third quarter, yeah. Look at Garoppolo's numbers within seven points, and look at Garoppolo, what, a top five in completion percentage and touchdowns. He, he He's really good. The problem is, when I say this to you, Dan, Who's the greatest receiver of all time? Answer quickly. Jared. And you don't even think about it, right? Are we to the point now when we say, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Who's in? I don't go Mahomes as quickly as I would Jerry Rice. Not as quickly, but are you – I go – I mean, Jerry Rice is clear. Randy Moss probably second. But when it comes to now, the ability to do things under pressure, to bring you from behind, to play out in front with a great play caller and Andy Reid, all those things. I'm to the point now, there's not a general manager – or a coach, and I don't care what they say in public, if I took him into a conference room and we were sitting having a cup of coffee or a cold beer, 64 of them, i say, you got the first pick of any current player in the league. You know who they're taking? Mahomes. And they're not going to hesitate. Yeah. So with this, now if they're down 21-3, to we've seen it. Mahomes, you want to die a fast death or a slow death? Mahomes will hit you for four touchdowns in one quarter, and you're like, what, what happened? This 49ers, they punch you in the gut. And around round eight, you're starting to hyperventilate a little bit. 
And then you go to your corner and the guy says, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm going okay. And you're seeing out of two different eyes, two different ways. And then they hit you with another gut punch and Kittle wears the guy out in the secondary. And then the receivers get downfield. They're blocking for a Mostert 40-yard run. And before you know it, you're in the middle of the fourth quarter and you're saying, it's still only 23-13, to 13, but I feel like Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson beat me down yeah. in a long fight. So I do think Garoppolo. I think we underrate Garoppolo because the overall team may be the best in the league as far as complete. But Mahomes, imagine if you flipped and said Mahomes is the quarterback for the 49ers. It'd be an 8, 9, 10-point spread. So, I'm yeah, wondering, that's Paulie, the difference. Would you check with your guy in Vegas if, if Mahomes was on the 49ers? If you swap teams? Yeah. Swap quarterbacks. They're just a the quarterback. I, I'll, I'll check, but usually in a, in a high-end game like this, it wouldn't change that much. But during the regular season, if let's say Mahomes. Wait, if Mahomes was on San Francisco, that wouldn't change this? That would have to be the they favorite would be now. Favored. Yes, yes. It would be a couple points. But during the regular season, let's say Mahomes suddenly was out for a Monday night game, that would be six or seven points. And that would be probably the most in the league. It would yeah. be six or seven points that that would change if Mahomes was scratch for a game right. and a line change. I want to ask you this before I let you go, and that has to do with uh, Eli Manning. We're going to wait five years. And I asked Peter King, does it help or hurt Eli Manning that there is a five-year window before we vote on him for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? What do you say? I'm going to wait for your answer first. Uh, you I copy uh, off his paper here. I personally... I don't, I don't cheat off anybody's paper. If I would have, I'd have been a starting quarterback. Right? Um, I would say... You went to USC. I, that's people right. took your test for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that whoa, one hurt. Whoa, 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 hey, whoa. Too hey, soon. Listen, we're, we lost to Bowling Green in the recruiting class, so slow down. We're getting crushed everywhere. I, You know, Dan, I think it hurt him. I think it would hurt him. I think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. And here's and now listen, I grew everything I did growing up except the performance was Joe Namath. I wore those old Rydell cleats, you know that Joe wore, the the number number twelve, the three bar face mask that Marina wore and, and that Joe Namath wore, the way wristbands I pushed on my shoulder pads, you know the way Joe always did that. <laughs> I do I did that. I mean everything I did was Namath. Yeah. I didn't wear a mink coat, but everything I did. And so I looked and then I go back and I Namath, I hold him in such high regard. But when you look at his numbers and I know that what Joe did, the impact because of the Super Bowl and the guarantee. Well, I don't think Joe's a Hall of Famer. But he's in. I know. That's my point. I know. He, he's he's in. in. But it's so, different. It's, 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 it is. It's different. And, and I get it. But when you think, and I know people say, well, the wins and losses. But this ain't tennis and golf. This is football. And I know, why, you know what's funny? We judge pitchers and quarterbacks. Why don't we say, well, how many games did the wide receivers in the Hall of Fame win? He's part of it or the right tackle. It's always the quarterback. I think he is, and I think the and the Manning name doesn't hurt John, uh, John, uh, uh, Dan. If he's sitting on the fence and somebody says, well, he's a good guy, he's won two Super Bowls, he played his best in the biggest games of his career, and he played in New York, which is a difficult play, and did what he did, took him on the road after they started 0-2 that year. They beat an 18-0 Patriots team. I do, and I think we've got to look at the quarterback position more than just raw numbers. It's amazing. A guy throws for numbers and doesn't win a Super Bowl, oh, he sucks. We can't have him. Then the guy puts up Super Bowls but doesn't have the numbers of, say, a Dan Marino. It's like, oh, we can't put him in. Eli put up numbers. Durability, one of the most underrated parts of his game, durable. Yeah. And he won two Super Bowls. I think it would hurt him more because the longer we wait and we see the gaudy numbers that guys are putting up, people will all of a sudden say, well, Eli didn't have those gaudy numbers through too many picks. And if you're going to judge a career on interceptions, then you better judge Babe Ruth or Reggie Jackson or Aaron Judge by their strikeouts. We should, I mean, he overcame, it's got two Super Bowls. He's in the Hall of Fame. And he'll be, he won't be a first ballot, but he'll make it in the third or fourth time around. Can you put on the headphones? Do you have headphones? Do you want me to put them on? 
Uh, we got a surprise for you. Seaton will help you. Uh, okay. Yeah, we got a surprise for you before you go. Uh, Pauling? Yeah, as we all know, Sean was one of the co-hosts of the show back in the day. We had a lot of fun, Sean, back in the day. And this is one of your personal favorite interviews, Sean. I think this is 2005 with former Yankee great Mickey Rivers. Don't do, don't do this to me. <laughs> you see the team, it's going to be a land show. You know, you just want to get a social pick for one more, more or less to be just a talk guy. What? <laughs> I don't know what he said. Like the international guys, more a little bit too old trainer didn't still break over there. <laughs> but my favorite is when he laughs at the end. Like, he just delivered a great punchline. I don't know what he said. But you looked at me like, dude, can you, what are you saying? Yeah. I said, I don't And then I look at you because you want the interview over. I, I know. And then you followed up by going, do you have any Reggie Jackson stories? And I go, no. No. I, I don't want you may have Reggie Jackson stories. I won't be able to understand them. I mean, I've been hitting this. I, I turned my mic off, and I'm friggin' crying. And going down, and Dan looks at me when I say Reggie Jackson stories, Mickey. And Dan looks at me like, dude, are you the dumbest guy on the planet, Sean? But here's the kicker. That's ready to The greatest kicker ever is, is when you talk to him about Bucky Dick's bat. And he was interviewing Bucky as if Bucky was on the air and you just referred to a highlight. It, it was the greatest. It was like he was talking to Bucky, but Bucky wasn't there. And I'm listening to this. And, and, he, and I, I just went, oh, my God. And then he started with, you know, and then I, go, I don't know what he said. And I, I was like, let's wrap it up. Hey, Mickey. Hey, do you have any Reggie Jackson? No! Good God, no! God, was. Oh. And I can picture what Mickey was talking about, how you know he was all quick in the batter's box. You know how he'd always shrug his shoulders yeah. in the batter's box. Yeah, that was. I've had so many precious moments. But he with got you. arrested, or he almost got arrested at the toll booth. Remember, he was on the phone, and he lied to the toll booth guy that he was on the phone with Mr. Steinbrenner. You, you, you cannot. Nobody wasn't on the phone with Mr. Steinbrenner. No. Apparently, he was on the phone with Bucky. Oh, uh, God. Uh, uh, great to see you, buddy. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Bryant, on the move, put the jumper. Oh, my. 50. 
Kobe scored 11 points in the final minute and 45 seconds to reach 60. And uh, Mike Tirico, Hubie Brown on the call, ESPN replayed that last night. And uh, I watched it all. Thought it was great. Play of the day brought to you by Traeger, the Wi-Fi technology. You can watch the game, not the grill. Wi-Fi lets you control the grill directly from your phone, meaning you don't need to call a timeout to check the ribs or adjust the grill temperature by your Traeger grill at TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. Tony is in Pittsburgh and he joins us now. Hi, Tony. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Long time listener, first time caller, and first time visitor to the show yesterday with my dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had to leave right after the show was over, but I just didn't get a chance to thank everybody for how gracious they were. Not just you guys. Uh, but everybody that, that handled us was wonderful. Um, I just wanted to put that out there. Well, thank you, Tony. I, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, but I can bring the Danettes to Pittsburgh, and uh, we can do that if you'd like to. Yeah, I wanted to make a quick comment about Kobe, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, so, like, one of the ways that he unexpectedly impacted me personally is, uh, you know, on behalf of you know, uh, as the unofficial representative of middle-class working uh, blue-collar America, you know, he's just a reminder that, you know, when you're out there grinding, the work ethic that you leave behind can be sometimes the biggest impact you can have on the people that you care about. And he really brought that into focus for me. And I really didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put well, that out there. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Um, I, I think that there was no quit in him, and you saw that last night in the final game of his career. And granted, he wanted to go out in style, but he played as hard in that game as he did when he was playing for a championship. Yeah, Paul. It was really funny. After the game, Kobe took the mic after the 60-point game, and everybody stayed, all the celebrities. And he starts laughing. He's giggling. He goes, I, and he kind of doesn't want to see. He goes, for 20 years, you all been saying, pass the ball, Kobe, pass the ball. And tonight you're going, shoot it, shoot it more, <laughs> shoot it more. It was funny. Uh, we're excited to welcome a new partner for the big game. It's uh, Stoli Vodka. Since 1938, Stoli has uh, set the bar uh, high for quality. And uh, certainly with vodka, you got flavors like lime, cucumber, and citrus. I had a cucumber Bloody Mary whoa, yesterday. Whoa. Yeah, cucumber vodka Bloody Mary. You, that shirt looks like you have a cucumber Bloody Mary. I don't even know what this shirt is. Are these pomegranates? It, no, it works well down here, that shirt. Yeah, I know. I've already heard from one person, do they sell men's clothes where you got ah. this? And I thought that that was, mean, that was mean-spirited. But I don't know if this is pomegranate. They, they don't have a pomegranate vodka yet, but uh, it's early. The uh, Stoli Bloody uh, Mary bar that we have over here, uh, we usually wait until after the show. And by the way, I didn't you know, throw in a piece of shrimp and an egg or an oyster or hamburger. It was just an olive and a piece of celery. That was it. I'm old-fashioned like that. Yeah. Uh, Stoli and soda, um, you can try it all. Saber Stoli responsibly. All right, we uh, stay with that poll question with Philip Rivers. Since I came up with the news, according to my source, yeah. don't rule out the Indianapolis Colts for Philip Rivers. Yeah, oh, we, the question was, if you're the Chargers, do you draft a guy or go for a big veteran? And 60% said draft a guy. Uh, and I kind of agree. When are you going to rebuild if you're the Chargers? How much time do we want to spend on Philip Rivers today, though? Well, Doesn't it feel like we might have spent a little too much time on people? It's the Super Bowl week. Nobody cares about these two teams. Everyone's about Brady, Phillip, Rivers, and Breeze. That's, it's quarterback week. I think that they do. There goes the rented Lamborghini. Yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, there are some guys who 
have some something envy with, with their cars <laughs> around here. Oh, my God. Where we're situated, and these guys drive by, and they, it feels like somebody's rented a, a Lamborghini for the day, and they, it, it's orange, and they want you to see it. Which, by the way, sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know what we're doing uh, Wednesday or Thursday, but I know we got a fishing trip today. But, but renting a Lamborghini is like and, a lot of fun. You're just driving up and down Collins. You know, like you just like, yeah. And you think that's fun? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then you get to the end, then you turn around and you yeah. come back, and then you turn back. Yes, Todd. There's also some very tight bathing suits walking around the uh, pools, at least uh, at our hotel. Good thing we're closing Yonder out the people. hour here. Men, men's bathing suit. Men's okay. 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 I thought you were talking about women. Uh, They're all scheduled. No, I got you. My, Michael Wilbon will join us coming up next here. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsool. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top ten defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Oh, Hey!